You're listening to the Totally Buzz UK podcast. Hello, and welcome to another Totally Buzz UK podcast, the podcast that talks about weird and wonderful stories on the web that you may have missed in association with totallybuzz.co.uk. I'm your host, Laura, and this week I am joined by my nap time buddy, Kaylee. <laughs> Are you going to explain that? <laughs> Sometimes we have naps at the same time, yeah, separately. Yeah, recently we've been to the, uh, the lovely, lovely town, city, whatever city. you want to call it. Newcastle, uh, we've been there, and uh, me and Laura shared a lovely hotel room. <laughs> Please end that sentence quicker, the pause made it uncomfortable. I don't know whether to say the actual hotel name, I don't know. And we shared um, a lovely time. <laughs> yes, and we realised that we are very old because we need to take midday nap. Luckily for Kaylee, she's on the Tony Buzz podcast, which aims to put a pep in your step and a buzz in your pants. I don't know where I was going with that, but not in a, not in a dodgy way. It's just, you know, meant to cheer you up, lift you, empower you, and energize you for the week so kaylee's gonna get energized with you the listener i'm gonna provide free weird wonderful stories that went viral but not viral enough that everyone knows about them but you should hear about them because they're super weird kaylee knows nothing about what she's gonna discuss on this podcast we have a bit of banter about them see what comes to mind when we hear about them then bing bam boom kaylee then gives us a tiktok at the end that she believes you should all go watch and that is the totally buzz uk podcast in a nutshell kaylee are you ready for the first story i am ready so, you know sometimes we do a little bit of touch on serious subjects, but we don't really like to do serious subjects because we're not serious people and everything's a joke like our lives? No. But yes, yes you do. So, I was on the BBC website, just casually reading the news, right? As you do. And this headline just popped out at me. New Zealand egg shortage. I was like, oh no, they also have an egg shortage, you know, that's hit Britain as well. It was a big thing in the UK not long, not too long ago. Before Christmas, the eggshells in a lot of supermarkets were quite bare and because of the flu and, you know, other stuff. And For anybody who doesn't know, it's the avian flu. You can look it up. <laughs> and basically, you know, it was a whole thing, only buy one box per customer, everything like that. Anyway, but the headline went, New Zealand egg shortage, Breton's pavlova. And I was like, who wow. Are? Yeah, why why the pavlova? Anyway, I started looking at this story. So basically, it is the case of they've got a nationwide egg shortage, but it's driven up all wholesale prices. But it's like, it's put in danger their much-loved dessert, the pavlova, which, I'm going to be honest with you, this is me being non-New Zealand, did not know pavlova was so loved in New Zealand, nor that it was what they're known for. How about you, Kaylee? I don't know. You know what a pavlova is, though, right? No, I do know what a pavlova is. It's mainly meringue, isn't it? Yeah, a meringue-based dessert, with, so the key ingredient is egg whites, but apparently that's one of New Zealand's most popular dishes. It sounded so much like the Great British Bake Off for a second. Thank um, you. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have taken New Zealand as the pavlova region of the world. I don't really know what I would think New Zealand was known for. Food-wise, absolutely no idea. Yeah. Because New Zealand... Right. If we had to go like this, I'll go first to give you time because, you know, leading the way here as host. Is if you said New Zealand, name three things that come to mind, right? I'd probably say I've Kiwis. Got, see, I've gone holidays, rugby, and then I'm like, uh, not Australia. It's a bit like <laughs> Australia, but not Australia. Not Australia. Get really angry if you compare them and say they're Australia. A bit like how when you hear people talk about the UK and they seem to think England, Scotland, Wales and Ireland and all that are all the same thing and sort of group everyone. And, and the fact that they think London is like the UK. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it is in the UK, but you mean the whole, like, it's London, yeah. everything's like London. Like, yeah. I can't remember where I heard it, so it, it was a podcast. It could have even been, I want to say it might have been a wrestler on a podcast because I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts i get to grips with them ha huh? get it grabs grips 
Anyway, but someone on it, I remember them saying, they were like, oh, America's so unique because, you know, there's different accents across all the board. It's not like anywhere else. Bitch, please, the UK's smaller and you could literally travel an hour and hit a whole new accent. Yeah, well, probably like, not even an hour. And I'm not even going to say, like, that's just a Britain thing. That's just because I know what it is. But I'm not so unaware to know that probably isn't the case across so many countries. Oh, definitely. So, but yeah. Anyway, Pavlova's big fan. I mean, since I hate meringue. You hate definitely. meringue? Yeah, New Zealand fans, if you're tuning in, she doesn't mean it. She she can learn to love it. She's sorry. I think the texture's weird. In what way? It's crunchy and light. It's fluffy. No, like, it's crunchy and it's chewy. You're having some bad Pavlovas. You yeah. know what you're not having? You're not having meringue your Pavlova meringue. in New Zealand. No, thank you. Anyway, the article did go on to explain, you know, the, the egg crisis, because it's all about they want to stop battery chickens and all, you know, very serious stuff. So, you know, anything yeah. to keep the chickens happy. So I'm like, that's cool. And that's, you know, stuff. But then even further down after I got over the shock of why are Pavlova's coming up, I then noticed that basically people are trying to deal with this egg shortage, right? Uh -huh. And it might mean being like ignorant again in the UK, but when we had egg shortage, I just saw people buy different eggs or the eggs that were available on the shelf yeah. or going to other supermarkets. And uh -huh. I didn't really hear much about, you know, like people getting obsessed with getting chickens. Yeah. But apparently the egg shortage in New Zealand is so bad because clearly they want the Pavlova so much. This is the way it's worded is that this triggered a buying frenzy for pet chickens really yeah so search of a bird on new zealand's biggest online auction site have doubled over the past week and the cost has ri risen so a laying hen usually sold for 18 dollars new zealand dollars which is nine pound 14 pounds but the price is now 80 dollars per bird so not, that's like a lot and it, it basically says, so New Zealanders seeking to make Pavlova freshly laid eggs in the future face a hefty up cost. I'm going to be honest, I feel like no Pavlova is worth it no matter how good it is. If New Zealand are knocking it out of the park with some Pavlovas, I, I still don't need that. I'm not that desperate for eggs. This just sounds like one of those like April Fool's headlines, it you know. Like... It's very serious. It's like such a serious subject because they were trying I mean, to protect the chicken. Anybody like Pavlovas that much? Yeah, I just, I've just felt like I see New Zealand a whole new like granted don't get me my wrong, like you know omelette fried eggs scrambled eggs like i get that like people that's like the main breakfast food yeah so you're basically saying as long if they you get the manic hysteria out of having no eggs yeah but not for the sake of a pavlova exactly i'm gonna be honest seems, I, it just seems a bit mad to be honest i found it weird because i'm like i was gonna this is once again, me just shooting from the hip here is obviously Pavlova's a dessert. I mean, if you're yeah. having it for dinner, that's wild. New Zealand, if you if you have it, you love, you love it that much that it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, New we're gonna Zealand, have words. If you're okay, blink twice. Fair. I kind of if I go to New Zealand now, the first thing I'm doing is I want to see what their Pavlova's like. You know what I mean? Give yeah. me a traditional New Zealand Pavlova, probably the same. But I'm like, what is happening over here? You know what? When people say name dishes you associate with countries, I might be because I just prefer savoury stuff but I always name savoury stuff and not desserts and I was like what is the UK known for like dessert wise and I was like treacle pudding don't even it's know my own countries I was like I don't even know what we're saying because apple pie is I would say America yeah but then maybe apple crumbles ours what we just we took what we saw them doing it and we were like you know what we're just going to crumble it up a bit yeah. voila <laughs> voila voila because um, we did have the British I Bake Off I think even though obviously it's not very popular now but back in the day it probably would have been spotted dick yeah I guess there was that I was like maybe but I was like to have a country associated with a dessert I was like that's quite I've never really I mean New Zealand's New Zealand but like you never watch like a documentary and they mention New Zealand they go oh yes the country that loves Pavlova yeah, and I feel like that's what they need to start leading it as. And then I'll be like, ah. This is now this is where these weird facts when you talk about them, they come up on the quiz shows and stuff. You watch it be name the country most associated with Pavlova. 
Yeah, because I, I was just generally fascinated because I was like, Italy, obviously you get good ice cream in Italy. But uh-huh. if I would say playing, I don't know why, Family Fortunes here and it's like our survey said and you want to get the highest score, you yeah. would go pizza, pasta, then sort of your desserts. Yeah. Tiramisu. I still think it's like that. And then Terramisu. I was like, is that like the Halloween version? <laughs> Tiramisu. I don't like it. So it is a bit terrorizing to me. Maybe I'm just not cultured food wise because I was like, Maybe I'll think of Russia. What food do they like? And I was like, they like stews, I think. Just and like, in my head, vodka. <laughs> yeah, and my first instinct was vodka. And then I was like, I feel like their stews might have potatoes. And then I was like, maybe they just like potatoes because potatoes, vodka, the link there. So I, was like, I feel I like they're one of those countries, though, that like pickles everything because like at one point in time, they just didn't have much stuff and it kept things longer. I, I'm fine with that, though. I respect it. I respect making your food last. I respect it. And then even like America... I was like, every food I associate with them is savoury. Like, I know I yeah, said about like apple burgers, pie, but that's because I'm thinking dogs. about it. Burgers, hot dogs. I would even say popcorn. I don't even think that's American, but it's just the yeah, idea no. of everything extra large. Yeah. I was I was going to say then, okay. Like you don't so... think of America and think of broccoli, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> is there any nation you think of and you go, oh, broccoli? Greenland. Right, I feel like that joke was wasted there, wasn't it? Like, you, you, you aim for the stars there. Anyway, on the weird subject of Pavlova, though, you're not going to go, you're not going to, you're not into it. But I'm guessing you've named a lot of egg dishes. If you didn't have eggs, how would you feel? To be honest, I don't think it would affect me that much. <laughs> eggs are okay, but it's not like my go-to. Oh, see, I would just be sorry that egg slut would never no longer thrive. All eight to be of its fair, restaurants. Though, when we went to uh, Newcastle, we had a very nice, what was it, eggs benedict with like chicken. It was very good. <laughs> you would you'd save the egg for that. You'd be like, only this restaurant in Newcastle may use it. To be fair, I do like a poached egg. I will put that out there. But um, like every day, I'm not I'm not like all poached egg. <laughs> it's like one of those things that I have every now and then. I love that. I want that on a t-shirt. It's not every day that I'm like, ooh, poached eggs. I'm and like just common... FYI, while we're talking about this, eggs. I know I just said that we had chicken on our eggs benedict. Sounds like a weird combination, but I tell you what, it was, oh, chef's kiss. It was. And now in my head, I've just got the connection. We've got basically the maker and the and the product, chicken and egg. So yep. obviously. It was, it was damn good. Um, is there, I was going to say, before we move on from this weird story is there anything you'd be willing to buy like in terms of so obviously chicken prices has gone up uh-huh. is there any animal you'd be willing like you're like i will happily make it from scratch or get the sauce to get it myself because i really need it like would you be one of these people if there was milk shortage you'd be like i'll get my own cow probably not because cows are huge they scare me okay, and they no, but, if everyone. Had, <laughs> but if you had the lad i'm not saying move your cow into your bedroom in all fairness we used to have pet chickens because you loved eggs so much you're just playing it down your egg love yeah no, my mum my mum uh, adopted some ex battery hens. That's yeah. quite sweet. I feel yeah. sorry for now for sort of mocking it a little bit. Exactly, you should. <laughs> but I get the whole chicken thing because, like, like you said, they can provide eggs and what have you. You don't yeah. have to kill them. Is my biggest favour of this because I don't think I could do it. I, I couldn't. I'm, I'm not running out of jumpers anytime soon, so I don't need to adopt a sheep i just i don't think it bothered me that much it's like i've always said if it really came down to it i probably could just be a vegetarian because i'm quite happy with veg and stuff but i do really enjoy my meat you'll be out there growing veggies if you needed oh no i have to have it from the supermarket christ oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't mean to offend you lady no my mum's tried growing veg before and i can always tell when it's not proper it just feels like you're insulting your mum's garden skills at this point when you said I don't that know. i get it in my head about dirt and bugs and stuff if i don't it's like like we were saying about meat and 
and stuff it's like i can eat a chicken from the supermarket my dad used to have like loads of chickens and he used to kill them and eat them i would not eat his chicken but i would eat the one from the supermarket but it was just because i knew about them running around and stuff whereas like when you buy it from the supermarket you don't associate it with that you just kind of just buy it and not think about it yeah i get that in my head you're like no what happened to barry the chicken dad don't worry <laughs> about it kaylee okay all the chickens were female oh, oh i'm sorry to make that assumption <laughs> Barret the chicken, R.I.P. You'll forever be missed. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna move on to another weird story. Kaylee, puddles. You've seen a lot of them in England, right? Sometimes they are my nemesis. Right, and mud. Mud's everywhere, right? When it rains in England, it right. pours. Okay. The other week I went on a hike. I slipped. I fell in mud. This is not a good thing for me. I'm having well, flashbacks. Well, I hope you're not gonna have flashbacks because this story I saw um, from Twitter. And it was also covered by ITV. So basically, a video came out because um, Adelstone, which is a place in Surrey, I believe. I could be wrong, but I think it's Surrey. Oh, you were going to break in song then, like, Edelweiss, clean yeah. and bright. Anyway, <laughs> Don't think that's the word of the lullaby, but okay. So anyway, the train line was stopped and there was a delay because liquefied mud flowed onto the live rail track and then started turning to steam. And they had to wait for the mud to stop flowing to get it cleared. I mean, ITV described it as a puddle of boiling mud there is like a video which i'll put in the companion piece on totallybuzz.co.uk but basically it looks you know when you imagine what cartoon lava looks like imagine lava but brown and it is generally looks like boiling mud and i'm gonna be honest it is are you sending me yep (laughs) yep i just love the fact that you were like we've got to stop it flowing so we can keep going it is that sort of vibe, but obviously, how would you react to seeing a big puddle of boiling mud? Boiling mud? It's um, boiling because it's hot because that's where the steam's coming off. It's because, you know, like, the rail, it's like an electric rail, isn't it? So it's 750 yeah. volts, so it's sort of frying. I don't know. I think I'd probably be more fascinated. I'd be more like, you know, like when you sit inside and you just watch snow fall? I feel like it'd be one of those things where you just kind of watch it from a distance going, ah. <laughs> I think I'd find it soothing to see boiling mud. But also, I do feel like it could be the new phrase. You know when people say, oh, that's boiled my piss. Ah, that's boiled my mud. I don't know. That's not really a common phrase I use, but okay. Is it? Did you not hear about, oh, my, that's boiled my piss? No, I know, I know, I know what you mean. I I have heard it, but it's not a common thing for me to use. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you take that person? I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of listeners at home that listen to this podcast going, this is boiling my piss. Yes. And yet you continue to listen. But yeah, boil my mud, it's a new one. Okay. But yeah, do you see... I feel like that's a stretch, but okay. Hey, if I start to make it a thing, I can make it a thing. But yeah, anything weird that you've ever seen on railway lines or tracks? I mean, have you ever dealt with train delays? I'm not sure how often you ride the rails. I don't know whether this was a dream, but I swear to God, it was you who said that a train stopped because there's some plastic had got on the line. I don't think that voice. I don't think I've ever said that. So I think... What the hell? And I was like, sure, that's why they stopped an entire train because of some plastic's going to stop it. And then they laughed. I think I dreamt it. Honestly, I've never been so concerned. Like, I know there's more concerning dreams you could have about me, but this one seems so mundane that I'm a little concerned that you dream of a conversation so thrilling where I'm like, did you see that they stopped the train because of plastic? And you're like, no. Maybe it was the future, but I got like, oh, the future. Instead of boiling mud. I got plastic instead. Because when you were telling me the story, I was like, oh, it's a bit weird that you told me about that plastic thing the other day. <laughs> don't think I did. I'm generally concerned how one day you're... Your dreams are getting a little bit too um, PG really? and safe. I, was, I don't think realistic. I don't think I'm ever going to turn to you and go, so did you see about that bit of, hear about that bit of plastic? 
I might say, did you, did you hear about that cow on the train stopping it? That might be something, because that's interesting. Because there was once, it went, I saw a viral reminder, because I think their Twitter account brought it back up, but it was like two-year anniversary when there was a big hench ball on the line. Like, it was a big... Nice. Train. Yeah, that was in the UK. Like How did it, they get electrocuted? Because it wasn't standing, like, directly on the track. It was sort of over it, and it wasn't a live rail, so it wasn't a train going over, oh, so it was okay. sparking. But okay. Again, it depends how it goes. So it's not like it's not like you touch a rail and it's like... Whoosh, like you say about always... seeing things on the tracks and stuff, like, without being very morbid, the only thing I've ever heard about is people. But it just makes me think of, like, when you're at school and you're watching all those, like, travel safety videos, you know, like about driving cars and, and not walking on train tracks and stuff. And then you watch one of those horrific ones where it's like, did you hear that? And it's like... Vroom. Is hazardality not a thing by you? Or is that not a thing across the country? Is that just a, um, a Milton Keynes thing? Uh, explain. It's a safety centre where it's like a little model village they make you go to on school trips. Is, is it not a brand? Is it just a one-off building? I feel like it might be a one-off building, Laura. Oh, I, I went to many school trips there. So basically, <laughs> Hazard Alley, just give him a nice shout out that I went on school trips. I think it's still a thing. But basically, it's like recreate, it's like a little model village. So it's like a... Everything like you have a BP garage and stuff like that, and a train track, and it teaches you about safety. And it'd be like, like there's a bit, there's a road where it lights up, and it tells you like if your car was going thirty along this road and you hit your brakes, then this is when it would stop. And if you go, but if you were doing sixty, this child mannequin would, you know, be killed. And there's like a bit, there's like a rail line with like live wires hanging out, and why you shouldn't play on rail line, you know, like why you should yeah, play. Yeah. In a it's like basically a safety center, obviously. For is what something all kids went through because then it also teaches you how to call 999 and stuff. Oh, uh, see, we just watched a load of gruesome videos about like kids speeding in cars and stuff and like not answering your phone and things. Like, I still have specific clips in my head of like there was one and it was obviously filmed in the early 2000s because the girl was texting at the wheel and she was texting on her Nokia and then she oh, yeah, the nice. road and they end up in a big car crash or whatever. Um, and then there was another one, and I'll never forget this. I don't know why it's stuck in my brain, but it's actually really good advice. If you're ever in a car with somebody who's like showing off and like speeding and what have you, and you're really scared, don't tell them to stop because they'll just carry on going faster. Tell them that you're going to be sick because then they don't want you to be sick in their car, so they'll stop and then you can get out. Pretty good advice. You should be. Very good advice. You need to contact Hazard Alley. You might be able to open up a booth, but I honestly am now shook that that's not a thing. So basically, you never had to go through the like social anxiety torture that was. So it's your two turns to go make the phone call from the telephone booth. By the way, this is showing my age that they were teaching you how to make calls on from a telephone booth. The mannequin was drowning in the lake, and they're like, "What do we do here, guys?" And the people were like, "Jump in and swim." Obviously, the stupid child who obviously was good at sport and really brave, but it was like you know that. And they're like, "No, that's not the right answer because obviously you, you could." No, 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 it wasn't. Leave me alone. Anyway, you'd like, because obviously you jump in, you get yourself in danger. You know what I mean? Like that sort of vibe. And it's like, go call 999 and you have to remember the street name, the fake thing. I remember being teamed up with my friend of the same name. And we were so both. Laura. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We were a great team. So she's listened to this. So anyway, we got uh, sent to go to the phone booth to call in the thing. And we remember the street. We forgot the street name because we were so nervous. And the people on the other end were the teachers. That's who oh, does it. So you're like calling, and you're like, um, big, and you could hear it. We were passing the phone back, like you talk, no, you talk. 
like someone's drowning and we're like, like the person has drowned yeah and then when we put on the phone they were like so what's the um uh, yeah what do you need an ambulance like what's the street name um uh, oh no so one of us had to run run back and then run back around and be like it, it's like yeah we've that problem that really life. awkward because sometimes when i'm driving you'll be on like some random country lane or whatever and i always think about this if like you know, like sometimes people um, set up those traps or whatever where they put like a baby seat in the middle of the road or whatever. So then you like, it's based to, basically it's supposed to make you want to stop so you get out and then they like mug you or whatever. Anyway, so Very I really need to have different upbringings here, but continue. Anyway, yeah. but it is a thing, like you can look it up. Um, but basically, like I always think about things like that or if somebody like jumped in the middle of the road at me or if somebody like I saw somebody lay down at the side of the road, whatever. I wouldn't stop only because, like, of my own safety. I would then call the police and say, oh, I've just seen such and such. But then I think to myself, I'm on a random country road. I don't know what the name of this country road is. And I'm really bad at, like, navigating. And, I think like... what's lucky now is sat-navs and location on your phones. No, I know. But if you yeah, like, if you did, like, if you had to memorise the street, thing. yeah, absolutely no clue. I'm kind of with you on this one. Very bizarre. But before we move on from this, I will also say, you know when they said boiling mud? Yes. And it's like a really negative thing and kind of creepy. Speaking of a spa day. I was going to say, it did make me think, some people pay hundreds of dollars, pounds, dollars, <laughs> dollars, hundred pounds to get a boiling mud or whatever. But, you know, this railway line, it's a problem, but you, you go to a spa day. Yeah, I would, I would hate the idea if someone generally took that seriously, jumped into it and like, no, it's not, it's electrocuted, don't do that. <laughs> Only go to the spas for professional boiling mud. But that's why spas don't appeal to me. I find that I get the relaxed idea of it, but I was like, I don't want to be coated in mud. I've been taught my whole life. Yeah, but it's not like proper mud. No, I know it's not like got outside and gone, get the shovel. A yeah, new one's coming. Like, yeah, I get that now. I do get that. I wasn't like sat there like, oh, it's just they've got, I could just go outside and sit in a canal. Mud thing, like, because I did one where we had to like put the mud on ourselves, if that makes sense. It's just like putting a face mask on like a clay mask or whatever and then you just wash it all off yeah i just don't think it sounds really it just sounds stressful to me but for the whole body (laughs) don't like the way you said that so we're going to move on to the last story now which i actually saw on newsweek because i only it only came across my attention so if you listen to last week's episode if you haven't go back and listen to it listen to all of them bump up their numbers we did talk about a emotional support animal being a snake oh yeah yeah i remember yeah so snakes are back i don't know why maybe it's the year of the snake not really sure so i was reading a deadly venomous snake found hiding inside printer paper drawer was on newsweek and i'm like surely not but there is even a video of it so basically you know like a giant printer you have in the office with Uh multiple paper trays if you don't work in an office it's you're you normally have a smaller printer at home but basically, it's like there's multiple trays. So you, if it runs out of paper, one drawer, another drawer, backup drawer, etc., etc., built-in scanner, really fancy. So in Sydney, um, oh, it's Australia, but the basic the snake rescue use a base in Sydney. So I'm going to assume the printer was in Sydney. Uh, they op- a terrified receptionist opened the thing and found a dangerous snake hiding inside. They posted a video of them removing it on Facebook, but they even put a joke on the caption going, the state decided to make the printer into a 3D version. I'm like, oh no. But they came along and had to remove a snake. Honestly, I was going to ask you, anything worse than opening up a drawer and seeing a snake that's venomous? I mean, imagine just like, oh, the printer's making a very strange sound to this. I wonder if there's a paper jam, and then you open the drawer and it's like a 
But to be yeah. honest, the picture that you sent me, the snake just kind of looks like, I was sleeping. I was taking a nap. How dare you? But it's the same the way. If you saw, so, because it's venomous or whatever, it's like, you know, yeah. stay But if you disturb it the wrong way, it'd be like, How did it in there? That is also another mystery. I also appreciate that they captured the video on Newsweek because obviously when they posted it on Facebook, but so the snake catcher is heard saying he's pretty big, bigger than you think. And I was like, what a line. That's what he said, sort of vibe. Imagine being so calm around this poisonous snake that's so big that you're just like, I have seen bigger. And he's a big boy, but you know what I mean? Just so casually like... He's a big boy. Kind of like, but you know what I mean? It's just so casual, like, oh, he's bigger than you guys think. Look at him. And you're just like, yeah, I'd rather not just get that away, please. So just to explain as well, they've taken this printer outside. The Whoever was the, you know, the brave, brave soul who lifted this printer and took it outside of this office building, I would be so scared the paper drawer would just fly open. Yep, I'm going to be honest. I remember when, I'm not great with spiders. I've got a bit better with spiders. I insist I have. Because I used to be terribly, terribly bad with them. But I have got a bit better. But obviously, if there was still a massive one, it's going to, you know, shit me. I'm, I'm talking proper massive, not like yeah what I would consider massive before, which was not massive at all. But um, there was once this scary-ass looking spider in my tea towel drawer at home. <laughs> we have a tea towel drawer. And I pulled it open. I don't know how the spider got in the drawer, but it was sat on top of all the tea towels. Honestly, shut that drawer and run away. I just love how this whole segment of the podcast could just be taken so out of context with the things we've been saying it's a huge boy it's so it's so bigger than usual the smaller ones that used to look big don't look so big to me now i like the idea that i also added and i just ran away because generally <laughs> generally vibe generally oh my vibe. god look at the size of it i'm just gonna go now sort of energy but yeah i i was gonna say is there any time you've opened like been shocked to see like a spider snake like that sort of vibe or are you like gifted hey, I this came is downstairs what... once uh to my kitchen and i had a sort of a pile of laundry and there was one of those stink bugs if you know what i mean or a shuttle bug whatever you want to call it and it was just sat on top of it but it was kind of just like sup and i was just like hello and then i took a picture of it in several angles and then later on i came downstairs and my mom was like did you see that stink bug and i was like you saw it too it was a whole it thing it is but it's also like you jump back and scared they don't flinch yeah. i say they like but it's like that and it's like the same the snake was like you said it looked like it's sleeping that person probably opened it screamed her head off and that snake's like how rude yeah but it also added at the end of the article i was reading how the woman would be scared to open up the paper drawer again i'm gonna be honest you think it's not like she doesn't have a reason to screaming and then be like oh well i need to make for yeah like if anything you know i insist that that receptionist never has to open another printer drawer again i'd be so terrified of printers after that yeah exactly i'm like don't put this woman through i'd be like i will write it down in pencil we don't need the printout no everything's gonna be written in a notebook or we're just not gonna jot it down everything's anyway talking of jotting things down you know what you should do if you're listening jot down the details of these adverts because they got helpful advice the beef and settle the debate football beef that is from debating whether david beckham is overrated to deciding whether roberto Firmino really is a formidable premier league striker we're grounding out that 100 percent beef that fans have been grilling each other over for way too long each episode features around one player so all the issues can be chewed out and the solution spat out football beef has all the sizzle sizzle so subscribe now you may know him from the podcasts, you may know him from Twitter, but did you know that you can also follow Squiggy at twitch.tv slash squiggyplays for all your gaming content?
Use the hashtag TBOA to join the conversation. Do you use the Good Pods app? Find the Totally Buzzed UK podcast on there today and help us climb the charts. Don't forget to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. So you're listening on Google Podcasts. Hit subscribe on the Totally Buzzed UK podcast to keep up to date with your weird and wonderful fix. And we're back from the breaks. And if you're a regular listener, you know it's now time for TikTok Spotlight with Kaylee. Kaylee, explain what TikTok Spotlight is in one sentence and then tell us what it is. So every week I pick a spotlight, well, not every week, but every week that I am on the podcast, I pick a TikTok Spotlight, which basically involves me going on TikTok, picking a TikTok, which I think is either funny or enlightening or cute or whatever. And I just think I want to share it with everybody. So this week, it kind of goes along the theme of this of this podcast, weirdly enough, because it involves an animal. And uh, basically, it's quite it's even funnier because they put the Tom and Jerry music over the top of it, and it's some CCTV footage. And you see a woman run out of a door, and then a mouse run after the woman, and then two other people come out the door chasing after the mouse, and one of them's got like a little butterfly net type thing. And it's just one of those like Scooby-Doo moments where they're running through all the different doors. It's, it's very, very funny. And recently when me and Laura went to went to Newcastle, we were walking down this random street road thing and a rat just randomly ran out of the bush and it reminded me of this TikTok. So there you go. There Anything is that. Add, Laura? I'm going to be honest. I found it hilarious that it's very cartoon-like with the woman legit full-on pelting as she's being yeah. chased down the corridor and then two people with giant nets like we got I can't believe how fast that mouse ran I know it generally did seem it had a beeline for her though oh, she definitely. must have started to beef with it because oh, yeah. obviously as when we saw our very friend in Newcastle he kind of just sort of ran across in front of us and then sat on top of a bin bag in the little trees to the right and then he just stared us out yeah pretty much I was terrified he was going to run after us wasn't I I was it was generally like we probably needed the motivation to run quicker because we were running a bit late but I didn't need the motivation of that I feel like just the thought of him being around was enough I just love the fact that you spotted it it took me a few seconds to be like what are you looking at and then I was like oh my god a rat the thing is I'm all this sounds really bad but it's one of those things that because I've seen a few and I've been you know you know this like it's always it's still quite a shocking thing to see it is still a shocking thing to see but then it's also in my head I don't mean to do this if you're scared of RATs I'm spelling it out like there's a dog in the room who understands what I'm saying but if you're scared of them, which I understand, but I always feel like there's like going to be loads of them because you know, like they breed like rabbits or whatever. Yeah. And so like, I'm always scared that once you see one, you're just going to turn around and see the family. You're like, fuck. That's honestly what goes through my head. Seriously. I do get like some of those scenes from like Malcolm in the Middle where he goes under the under the house. I think it's Malcolm in the Middle. He goes under the house and he's like, oh, it's just one little rat. And then it's just like a thousand rats just run over the top of him as he screams his head off. Yeah, it's that. That's what I imagine. That's like a nightmare for me. I would say I am more scared of them than spiders. And I'm really? Pretty, I'm pretty bad with spiders. Which is great that you're saying really, because I was so brave in Newcastle when I saw it. Carried on. You Did were, not you have were a meltdown. Thank you. I love it. You were. You were a big brave girl. I'm a little scaredy pen. Yeah, I just because it, it. I feel that if you spook and scream it, it might run at you. Yeah. So I tried I to do. About, I was not about to start to beef with a rat. 
Yeah, so I try to do the whole nothing to see here. You know, um, the jingle from I want. I can't think of the sitcom, but I think it's the one with two girls, not two broke girls, but another one. Don't no, it's it's Parks and Rex. That's what it is. It's Parks and Rex. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. That's how I feel. Don't be suspicious. Yeah, that's how I felt when I saw the rat. Like he don't know me. I don't know him. Just gonna so about your day, Remy. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you were also, you know, comparing it to a Disney movie, then realised you were naming it the wrong character, which probably didn't I probably offended the, the rat. Name of the film. I was like, bye, Ratatouille. Oh wait, no, that's not your name. And then at that point, I was expected to turn around and see an angry rat going, "You disrespect her." Yeah, and then, but no, it didn't happen, so we we're fine. But yeah, I mean, this no, is... we should have followed us the whole way back. Honestly. Let's not think about that. <laughs> anyway, this has been the Totally Buzz UK podcast. It's meant to put a pep in your step. And if you're listening, I'm going to be honest, it's been a slightly more negative one because we even ended on a scary rat story. But maybe you like the idea of us being terrified of a tiny, teeny, tiny rat. Yes, even though it was quite fat, but okay. I mean, a fat rat would probably be slower. It'd be, it'd be like doing cardio. It'd be who runs slower, me or you, me, you or the fat rat. Probably you and the rat. I'm faster than you. I'm no, I'm race. saying I'm the slow one. Oh, you okay. Guys, right. You guys would leave me for my death. I was going to say, I don't see you as... I see you as a lot of things, but particularly Pacey is not one of them. No. No. I'd be for dead. Yeah, generally. That's why I always try to hold on to you or grab oh, you. Yes. Or think. I'm trying to trying to get enough muscle so I can carry you to safety if that situation arises again. Nice. I don't need survivor guilt of leaving you behind because, surprisingly, I might betray everyone in video games, but I'm generally on the... I won't leave a man behind. Well, we'll wait till that situation happens. I mean, it kind of did. I feel like I tried to propel you away from the rap. <laughs> I don't. I feel like you were running. I was trotting. And that was that. And it was enough. But we'll see. Obviously, we don't want that situation to arise where we have to run from something for survival. That would be awesome. Because then we're going to find out that you're going to use me as a human shield. I would never. Though, I might put up a poll to see how many people think I would. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. I know Squiggy would use you as a human shield because then he'd be oh, number one sure. co-host for sure. Imagine that. If anything, he might be what you're running from. Anyway, on that bright and cheery... Him a rat? No. <laughs> anyway, on that bright and cheery... Oh, cheery note we've been the totally buzz uk podcast follow us on twitter at totally buzz uk whatever platform or device you're listening to us on hit subscribe rate us five stars because it helps the magical algorithm do its thing leave us reviews send us comments questions comment below on how if you feel like what you thought of the episode because on spotify there's now a question that asks you that i believe that's everything other than join us again monday at 7 a.m next time for your next weekly dose of putting a pep in your step Say goodbye, Kaylee. I said goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by two chatterboxes and a lovable Geordie at totallybuzzed.co.uk.